Hello guys, uh, welcome all of you to today's farmcast. Uh, today we'll be discussing 10 drugs of choice. So I've increased the number of drugs of choice today because I told you in the beginning that I'll be discussing or I'll be conducting 60 farmcasts, right? So we have already completed 55, five are remaining. And the number of drugs of choice remaining are more, so I've increased it, right, for the today's and subsequent farmcast. So 10 drugs of choice today. And uh, some part in G Pharma I'll discuss today that is uh, volume of distribution. And obviously, at last, few questions that you guys ask in the last of the session, right? I'll discuss that. So, let us begin with our drugs of choice for today. The first one, guys, is uh, pulmonary hypertension. Now remember, pulmonary hypertension, there are class 1, 2, 3, and 4, right? So class 1 pulmonary hypertension, it does not require treatment, whereas uh, class 2 and 3, which are low risk, uh, the drug of choice is endothelin antagonist Posentan, whereas class 4, which is high risk, yeah, the drug of choice is prostaglandin uh, analog, that is epoprosterenol, right? Prostaglandin I2 or prostacyclin analog, epoprosterenol. Moving on to the next one, guys, pyelonephritis. So pyelonephritis, we prefer fluoroquinolones because they are well concentrated in the urine and the fluoroquinolone of choice is ciprofloxacin because it is the most active fluoroquinolone. So pyelonephritis, drug of choice is ciprofloxacin. Rapid cyclus. Next one guys, rapid cyclus. These are patients who have more than uh, four episodes of mania or depression in one year, more than equal to four episodes. And these are called as rapid cyclus. In these patients, guys, the drug of choice is valproate. Usually in bipolar disorder, lithium is drug of choice, but in rapid cyclers, valproate, it outdoes lithium in terms of efficacy. Next one guys, red bite fever. See, red bite fever, the drug of choice, uh, it has been since long, penicillin G, and even today the drug of choice is penicillin G. So red bite fever is uh, commonly asked uh, in your exams, what is the drug of choice? It is penicillin G. Renal cell cancer. Guys, renal cell cancer, you know, it's a very vascular tumor. And that is why we use drugs which are inhibitors of VEGF, vascular endothelial growth factor. So we use either bevacizumab, right, it's a monoclonal antibody against VEGF, or we use an inhibitor of tyrosine kinase of VEGF, that is sonitinib. So bevacizumab or sonitinib is the drug of choice for renal cell cancer. Now guys, moving on to treatment of restless leg syndrome. See guys, restless leg syndrome, um, the drugs of choice are dopamine agonists like pramipexol, ropinirol or rotigotin. These are D2 agonists which are primarily used in Parkinson's disease, right? But they are also used in restless leg syndrome. Uh, the next one is rheumatic chorea. See guys, rheumatic chorea, the drug of choice is valproate. Valproate is the drug of choice in rheumatic chorea. If the patient does not respond to valproate, then you can go for antipsychotics, right? like haloperidol can be used if the patient does not respond to valproate. And in case of severe chorea, severe chorea does not respond to any drug. So there we go for IVIG, intravenous immunoglobulin, right? The next uh, disorder for today, guys, it is rheumatoid arthritis. See, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, the universal drug of choice is methotrexate and it is called as an anchor drug. So methotrexate is called anchor drug because uh, um, this is the first drug we start the patient on and the patient is always on methotrexate. If it does not respond, we add other drugs to this anchor drug called as 
mero tracksuit right and the last one for today is renards disease so guys all of you know renards disease is a peripheral vascular disorder where you know uh, we need to use vasodilators which primarily dilate the peripheral blood vessels and uh, here for renards disease the best drugs these are ccbs or calcium channel blockers right guys so this uh, this section of drug of choice and um, now let's move on to the second part uh, where today i'll discuss volume of distribution right so we'll not go very deep into vd we'll uh, superficially discuss what are the important points which are commonly asked in your exams see guys uh, whenever i say a drug has high volume of distribution right you need to know there are drugs with high volume of distribution they are primarily located in your tissues right tissues and most common tissue where drugs are distributed these are adipose tissue followed by skeletal muscles right and if they ask you what happens to a drug which is low volume of distribution that means that drug is primarily located in the systemic circulation or intravascular compartment so that is the first thing you need to get clear in your head right second how do you calculate volume of distribution so volume distribution is equal to d by c it's easy to remember that way d by c d for dose of the drug c for plasma concentration so how do you calculate volume distribution is equal to d dose upon plasma concentration that's one thing you need to remember and second thing is uh, what if a drug has very high volume of distribution so remember for drugs with high volume of distribution i need to give loading dose loading dose yes and how do you calculate loading dose loading dose equals to volume of distribution into plasma concentration right and one thing they ask you loading dose depends upon what so i told you guys loading dose we give for which drugs loading dose is given for drugs which have uh, a high volume of distribution which means loading dose depends essentially upon what volume of distribution that's an important mcq point right guys so these are few things you need to know about volume distribution and the last part is see volume of distribution it depends upon few factors that a drug has how much volume of distribution will depend upon number one lipid solubility because the more is lipid solubility more it would be distributed outside of the compartment into the adipose tissue second it depends upon pkr pkr decides how much drug is lipid soluble and insoluble right third plasma protein binding if a drug has high plasma protein binding then it would remain in systemic circulation and have low volume of distribution so plasma protein binding third is fat content in the body how much fat does a person have so obese they would have high volume of distribution thin patients they would have low volume of distribution athletes low volume of distribution sex females they have more volume of distribution as compared to males because they have higher fat content and so on right so guys that's that's about the volume of distribution part and now let's move on to the last part where i do discuss some of the questions that you guys ask me and uh, the first question has been asked today by nimisha mohanty so nimisha mohanty is asking sir how to decrease the number of wrong answers in gts i have managed to decrease number of skipped questions but unable to decrease error rate even after revision uh, nimisha mohanty what happens is the first thing you need to know you need to see that the wrong answers that you are getting in your gts are they from a uh, specific topics which are uh, you know repeated time and again you are going for the wrong answer so in that case you can go back uh, to the video go back to a textbook and work a little bit more upon those topics which you are uh, doing repeatedly wrong um, and that is one thing you need to analyze in your grand test you need to analyze in your grand test as to uh, whatever questions you are doing wrong what could be the possible reason behind them 
are you confused in between two options and if it is because you are getting confused between two options and you are more of often picking the wrong option then again it uh, it talks about lack of uh, revision i mean lack of revision means i do not mean that you have not revised it means you have not properly revised so you need to do a second revision and after second revision you will see that these things they will further go on decreasing um next doubt has been asked by aman rao and aman rao is asking sir i want to ask that is it advisable to just watch narrow revision videos instead of revising notes as revising notes is taking a lot of time and currently i'm getting around uh, 190 200 questions correct in gds and got 960 rank in aims july i'm targeting ina exam what should be my approach currently i have revised five subject notes also sir, can you please tell how can i get better um, rank in upcoming gds as i'm stuck between 1000 2000 for last two months uh, amar rao you see the notes that you have they might take a lot of time right but they would be much much more productive they would be much more productive and uh, frankly speaking revision videos you can use them judiciously for some subjects which uh, for uh, which you think you will not be able to fit in your revision schedule let us say in a revision schedule you will not be able to fit any particular xyz subject or two to three subjects so what you can do you can substitute that for your notes but you cannot um, you know uh, remove altogether your notes from this scene of preparation right so you cannot do that so i advise you to go for the notes and uh, you are revising it currently right so you are still in a very good shape i can see your numbers and all and i can say that you just need to keep patience right it won't happen overnight your score it will improve gradually and as it is you are in a very good shape now and you just need to further continue your revision do mcqs and keep giving gts and i think um, you'll be under 1000 rank the way you are performing now so just keep believing in yourself right it takes some little bit of time all right coming to the next doubt it has been asked by somesh agnihotri so somesh agnihotri is asking sir why inhalational route have less bioavailability than iv it is used in making many acute condition yeah inhalational route see the drug is rapidly absorbed because uh, of the huge network of capillaries in our lungs but still the drug would have to pass whenever i take it by inhalational route a lot of drug would be lost in your oropharynx itself what to talk about your lungs in your oropharynx itself a lot of drug gets deposited and that is why you remember what we have Uh, is oropharyngeal candidiasis that is seen with steroids right inhalational so a lot of drug is wasted even by inhalational route before it goes into systemic circulation but intravenous route no drug is wasted the reason being you give all the drug right into the systemic circulation immediately all right so that's all for today guys um, if you have any such kind of doubts uh, with respect to your preparation right you can always let me know in the comment box and i'll include it in my upcoming farmcast So take care bye bye this was Dr Ranjan with you